The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning, welcome back, and thanks for joining us, my friends, as we take a few minutes out of our day in God's Word. Hope you're doing well as we are entering into the full-fledged aspect of the holiday season, Thanksgiving coming up next week, Christmas around the corner, of course, the new year. All of these things for us and our culture really bring a level of hope. Um, And uh, so I hope you're looking forward to it. We mentioned yesterday that sometimes... Uh, the same things that can bring such great hope to one person can can kind of be overwhelming to others, depending on the circumstance they find themselves in moving in to these seasons. But I really hope you're doing well. Hope you're looking to Jesus. And we mentioned yesterday that what we're going to do is take the next few episodes leading up to Thanksgiving, and we're just going to look at different passages of Scripture that reference either rejoice, joy, uh, thankfulness, praise to God, areas that I believe would fit this season. I mean, the season, is a, it's a cultural season. It's what the world has stated we're going to do at this time of the year. Uh, but I believe the original premise of being thankful is very biblical way before our culture ever decided to put a holiday on it. And so I think we can look at this time and say, what does the Bible say? I think people would be more willing to listen. Please, uh, one quick reminder, we mentioned it yesterday. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to have one of these all this week and then Monday and Tuesday of next week. There'll be one as well. And then uh, Wednesday through Friday of next week, there will not be a podcast. There will not be a devotional in the holiday time. And then we will pick back up the Monday after Thanksgiving. So today we're going to be in Philippians chapter 4. Uh, Philippians chapter 4. And frankly, we probably could spend, if we wanted to, the entire next several episodes in Philippians, and we might come back to Philippians at a different time. Philippians has often been stated, like the theme of Philippians has also been stated as the book for joy, talking about rejoicing. And uh, in fact, uh, one commentator, Warren Wearsby, says that each chapter is joy over, joy over circumstances, joy over this, and each one of them is, okay, we can have joy over in spite of different things in our lives. And as we come into this holiday season and look forward, hoping to kind of always keep God first on all of these, let's look at the words that he gives us. Now, we're going to look at more than one verse, even though only one verse here references the aspect of rejoicing. Um, I'm gonna, he gives Many look at this and say, well, rejoice. And there's a list of these, as he, again, comes to the conclusion of Philippians, a list of things that he tells the church of Philippi to do. Uh, I'm going to suggest this, that... Yes, while there are separate instructions that are given here, personally, I believe that to truly be able to live in joy in Thanksgiving, all of these participate. All of these things come together to help us have a mindset of joy, a mindset of thankfulness. So let's go ahead and look at this. Philippians chapter 4. Um, let's go down and look at verse number 4. Philippians 4, verse 4. Paul says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, so keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, 
whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Let's go back again to verse number four and unpack these verses. So we're again looking at the premise of being thankful during the season or rejoicing or joy or, or contentment or any of those ideas, praising. He starts in verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I think it's intriguing. One, please understand the rejoice is in the Lord. It's not in my circumstances. It's not in goodwill. It's, it's not everything's going the way I want it to. So I'm going to rejoice. No, that that's very different. Throughout Scripture, God has told us rejoice and joy, and He's letting us know that these are not circumstantial scenarios. It is, we could call it a spiritual joy, spiritual contentment, spiritual happiness that the world cannot understand. Again, we're not doing it because everything's working right. We're doing it because whether things are great or whether things are not, we have a God who is always there. And so please understand, one interesting thing we're told to do this, and we can see this in the emphasis that God repeats the phrase, rejoice in the Lord at all times. Oh, and again I say rejoice, literally emphasis, and here's what he's telling us. I'm not asking you to rejoice when it's easy. I'm not asking you to rejoice when it's hard. I'm asking you to rejoice at all times. This is less of a circumstance where things are well and I can rejoice. And this is more of a choice, a decision I'm going to make in all times. I will choose to rejoice. I will choose to trust in the sovereignty of God. I will choose to trust in his plan. I will choose to trust in whatever he's doing to know that I am walking with God and I'm in the right place. He says then in verse number five, I think continuing in a thought of how can we be thankful? He says, verse five, let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. Now you look at moderation. What exactly is he talking about here? Some call it sweet reasonableness and things like that. I, I heard a preacher once say, and I think it's a great way to explain this verse. When you go to a, an event, you're gonna see somebody, maybe a service, Generally, there's one person who kind of moderates the event. They, they start it, they welcome people, and they kind of help their host. They're hosting the event, letting people know what's coming in. They're the moderator. They uh, kind of set the direction. Here's what he's saying. Let the world know what it is that moderates us, what it is that drives us, what it is that we follow, what it is that sets the direction in our lives. And who is it? The Lord. Let the world know who it is and who it is the Lord. He is at hand. He is in control. So in our life and our responses... He says, he goes, let your moderation be known. Let though the thing that drives you, guides you, and establishes your hope, let it be known it is the Lord. He is at hand. He is the one doing it. Then he goes on to verse 6. Be careful for nothing. The word careful would be anxious. We use the word anxious today. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, he clarifies, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. The, continues, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. A couple important words in there. Be anxious for nothing. It doesn't necessarily mean that we'll never struggle with anxiety, but we should not let anxiety control us. Don't be overwhelmed with it. Anxiety, the emotion, the concerns, depression, fear, our body can get to that point. Our mind can get to that point based upon our circumstances. By the way, if we're not rejoicing in God and we're not reminding ourselves that he is the moderator, he's in control, anxiety will develop. Because anxiety simply is based off the inability to control our circumstances. And in that situation, anxiety grows because we all we can see is the human point of everything's falling apart and we're not putting our trust in God. And when we, if God's not there, anxiety is going to reign. So don't let anxiety come in. He's but even though anxiety be there, don't let it rain in everything. 
Now he says, by prayer and supplication, I go to God. I'm pleading to God. I'm begging God, and I'm thankful for God for how he's going to work this. Let your request remain known unto God. Give it to him. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding. By the way, we often talk about that peace that passes the understanding of the world. That peace also is going to pass my understanding. I'm going to have peace when it doesn't make sense. I'm going to have peace when everything I'm looking at tells me to be nervous. When everything I'm looking at tells me my life's falling apart, or God doesn't love me, or whatever it is Satan's trying to convince me of. I, I can have peace when it doesn't make sense to me. Remember what God told, what, what Isaiah said about God? God stated this, my ways are not your ways, nor are my thoughts your thoughts. That's what God says. So if God's plan is different than mine because he's God, then it won't always, the peace he gives won't always make sense even to me. So that's what he's looking at. Um, he'll keep it. He keeps my heart through Christ Jesus, not through religion, not through church, not even through the guarantee that someone else is going to solve my problems in Christ alone. Let's go to verse 8. He says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, and whatsoever things are honest, I won't reread the whole thing. He talks a list of things that are good. If there be any praise, any virtue, at the end of it, what does he say? Think on these things. Why? Because if we're going, because our mind establishes our emotion. If I'm overwhelmed, if I'm, if I'm thinking on things that anger me, I'm going to become angry. If I'm thinking on where I feel like I've been, I've been hurt by society or hurt by other people, then I'm going to develop an anger and I'm going to get back. If I dwell on the things that I can't control, I'm going to become anxious. If I think, man, I should have had this and I don't and I wish I had that, well, then I'm going to become entitled and angry and I'm going to blame God. Here's the point. You can almost go reverse in this. If... To understand how to have true thanksgiving, I must have the right thinking. The right thinking allows me to not be anxious and give everything to God. And the right thinking, I can trust God and I can allow God to deal with it and I enjoy his peace. And when I do that, I allow him, the world know that he's the moderator, he's in control. And in doing that, I can rejoice. He builds on that, but you could actually turn around and say rejoicing is a result of these things. It starts with your mindset. If you are convinced your life is falling apart, and by the way, it circumstantially might be, but if you're convinced that God has just let you fall off the face of the earth and you're going to become angry and bitter and anxious about it, the rest of it, it'll be very complicated to rejoice. Now, I am saying that God is asking us in sometimes the most difficult circumstances of our life to trust Him, rejoice in the Lord, and again, I say rejoice. God is asking us to rejoice. He's asking us to be thankful. Even when he knows that we are in the most complicated times of our life. I don't fully understand why he does, but I know he does. This is where we find our stability in him. And no matter what our circumstances say, God, even if everything I hope you do doesn't happen, I will still find hope in you. And when it's all done, we'll look back and see what it is that God had planned in our lives. It doesn't always make sense. It's not supposed to. It's God's plan, not ours. But when we're done, it's great to look back and see what God has done. Thanks again for joining us on this Tuesday morning, giving me a chance to encourage you. Uh, our desire is just to go through Scripture and, and help us to understand and expose the Scripture as it is. And I believe it's powerful, and I believe it'll literally change our lives. Again, we'll have a devotional this entire week. We'll have one next Monday and next Tuesday. There will not be one Wednesday through Friday, and then we'll pick back up the Monday after Thanksgiving. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.